everyone and welcome to episode 41 of Bucks UK TV. Football is back again and also back again we have uh, Charles Dagnall. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I'm stunned that you've got me back again. Uh, now, but now you're an honorary member. Well, yes, indeed. And I feel really bad, actually, for not wearing my Bucks UK shirt that you so glad, uh, so lovingly sent me. I, I feel awful, actually, and very underprepared. But it is there, pride of place, uh, in my wardrobe somewhere at the back of it. No, 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 no. It's, it, it, is, uh, it is there, still, still, uh, still hung up in, in pristine condition. Perfect. And then, obviously, we have El Presidente, Phil Jones, as well. And if you haven't uh, got a Bucks shirt, David Cambridge is making up for it. He's got all the Bucks shirts. <laughs> there's plenty up there to choose from brilliant so um obviously it goes without saying at the beginning please like please subscribe do all of that stuff because the season's coming and we want to make sure that you don't miss out on a single second of bucks uk tv and if you're not yet a member head over to bucksuk.org click on join get involved and if you get involved before the first game you can still enter a multitude of prize competitions there's some amazing stuff on offer we're talking autographed merch, Bucks UK merch, all the stuff that you can't buy in the shops, you have to come along and win it. Uh, this is part one of two parts where we're going to be previewing uh, the season ahead of us. Um, there's so many games to talk about, especially with the 17th one. We thought if we put it into one episode, you'd all be asleep by the end, and, and probably we would as well. Um, you know, it's going to just get boring saying winning every time, isn't it? So um, thanks to Bucks Report for all the help that they do. Charles, just in case no one knows who you are, just, just explain where we can see you next. Let's give a little well, bit of promo. You know what, Kieran, I find that an impossibility, uh, personally, if you don't know who I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, but for, for, for a few of you who may not, um, <laughs> my mother has trouble remembering who I am. Um, uh, so basically, uh, cricket commentator, uh, former cricketer, and now... Um, uh, and, and have been commentating on the BBC, but mainly Sky Sports now for, um, well, last four or five years. Yeah, from an NFL standpoint, been a Buccaneers fan since I was eight, uh, since we went out on a family holiday out there in, um, uh, to Florida back in the 80s. Uh, and as many of you will have been through thin times, mainly thin times, got to be honest, but now we can all sit here with smug looks on our faces uh, <laughs> because, because of holding the Lombardi Trophy, and we will do for a good while yet. And that's why you're the perfect Bucks UK member. You are in very good company. So let's crack on. I don't realise it. And, and David, Phil, Dominic, you can you can maybe back me up on this. But as Kieran started to look a little bit like Biff Tannen from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Have you grown your sideways a, a little bit? But you do. I, I think I've like just not had a haircut for a while. <laughs> I know that you do. I'm just, I'm just going. Any Bucks UK member who wants to back me up on this, please do so. I'll be delighted. Oh, no. In the comments, do I look like Biff? Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, where is my sports almanac? What are you, you know, looking at, Buckhead? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So. Up on screen, we've got the schedule, and obviously we'll dive into the week-by-week -week stuff, and we'll, we'll go fairly quickly, but I thought it'd be just, you know, when you saw that schedule, what did you think? I think it'd be really good. Maybe, David, if you start off, when you saw that schedule, did you think, you know, nice, no? Well, it's so nice to look at the power rankings and see so many teams below us. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally, we're looking up and saying, well, it's a tough season ahead. But it's very much a case of us looking down, which is just a wonderful starting point. Brilliant. And Charles, what was your first take when you when you saw it in its entirety? Uh, first take was I like I actually a little bit opposite to David. I actually liked the running 
Apart from the Buffalo Bills, I don't think there is. Maybe at Indianapolis might be a tough one, depending on whether. And I think there will under Frank Reich. I think Carson Wentz will um, will actually flourish under him. There's a, a familiarity familiarity there, uh, and I think he'll get the best out of his quarterback. And I think the Indianapolis away fixture could be tough. Buffalo at home will be a great game. Um, but I actually like, you know, if there's any kinks to be ironed out, let's remember we won the Super Bowl with no preseason um, and, you know, doing things on the fly where they've now got everybody back, which is ridiculous. I mean, we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But the fact to get all 22 starters back to have a full preseason in the bank, you would hope that there wouldn't be any kinks to iron out. I, I think the, the Rams... It could, could be a bit of a banana skin, to be quite honest. Um, and to be quite honest, I've, I've got a bit of a thing about the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're a better team than what they're going with from last year as well. So let's dive yeah. in and have a look. So obviously we know what you guys have picked. That's all been entered into the uh, into the screens. But for those that don't know, we, we polled all of our members as well. So we had around 50 members respond to a poll. So you've got the wisdom of the crowd, although albeit the... Um, pewter red and orange bleeding crowd <laughs> so uh you know there, there could be a few um homers as they say in there we, we start off thursday night football isn't it great it, it means you either won the super bowl or you're the dallas cowboys um and and we're at home so thursday night football uh let's 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 see what you said and we can talk you you can talk us through it so i think that that, that kind of um states some early confidence there doesn't it <laughs> phil yeah I can't see it's going to be a problem against the Cowboys. I don't think they're that good a team, to be quite honest. You know, I mean, there's even talk tonight that uh, a certain Mr. Newt might be going there as well. But uh, no. We've I, got plenty of time to learn the playbook. That should be fine. Ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder, I've seen a bit in preseason where the Prescott is. 100%. And I, I don't, I can't see it be a problem at all. So, Daggers, everyone apart from one member said we're going to win it. Surely they're uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And they are. And I think, I think Dallas could be, because remember, you're in the, they're in the NFC least. I, I think that they could still be in the mix come the back end of the year. And that's because everyone else is pretty ordinary. Um, but when you've got Prescott, you've got an offense. And we, we saw that last year, how electric he can be. Granted, he has to be electric because he's got all of the money. He's got all of the money in Dallas going to him. Uh, so, you, you know, considering that, there, I know they picked a lot on defense this year in the draft to try and remedy that. You're not going to beat uh, a, a Tampa Bay offense led by Tom Brady at home. Uh, you're not going to do that. But, but I still think there is time a little bit for the Dallas Cowboys. They will be going on the fly a lot with those young players on defense and Prescott getting back into his into his rhythm. No, they won't win. But I think they, they'll still be somewhere in and around towards the back end of the season because of the di division they're in. And David, is it even going to be close? I can't see it. I mean, Prescott hasn't had no preseason, has he? And, you know... Don't even even know if he's actually going to be available to play yet. In which case, you know they're they're relying on Cooper Rush. I I just don't think that they've got any weapons there. I mean, they've got Amari Cooper who's coming back from an ankle injury, C.D. Lamb, but who's who's going to pass the ball to him? But then maybe from the sublime to the ridiculous, we then move on to the Falcons. <laughs> it's nice for the Bucks to have two games at home. 
this it's a it's a if we go from Thursday night football to a late kickoff, so at least we've got a better chance of watching it in the UK. Maybe David, if we stick with you, um, this seems to be even more of a whitewash, doesn't it? Well, I mean, with no Julio Jones now, what have they got? They've got Matt Ryan who always chokes, it appears now. Um, and again, it's another team that at the minute are going nowhere. Is, is that right, Phil? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, they're in a bit of a team, a bit of a rebuild, I think. You know, they've got a nice guy, Pitts, from uh, Florida. He's a good player, but, you know, I, I can't see him be a problem at all. You know, they've... Uh, He's got nothing that can frighten us in the slightest, to be quite honest. I think, I think I mean, that'll be whitewashed. Media, mediocre players, at least with good coaching, you know, should still be able to push that about. But Charles, you know, this is a team that's also had a lot of, you know, chopping and changing around coaching as well, well isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, it's yet another rebuild for the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm, I'm, I, for me, I think you can be a little bit, um, the grass is always greener, and I'm actually pleased to cap Matt Ryan. I think he's still a very, very productive player in the league. Um, he's experienced, he's still, I wouldn't call him elite, but he is still in the upper tier of quarterbacks around the league. And if you if you drafted him and missed out a weapon like Kyle Pitts, uh, drafted uh, a fresh quarterback, an unknown quantity, at least you know what you get with Matt Ryan and what you are getting is in the main a lot of positives they they outweigh the negatives um there's too much going on i don't think their offensive line is any good i don't think necessarily their defensive line is any good either um and what you're going to find and what every single team is going to find this year is that they're running away from our front seven uh, that means you know we start 2-0, and and there's not been many years in the Bucks' history where they start 2-0. You know, statistics are great. You know, a quarter of the league will be 0-2 and, and, you know, hanging from the rafters at this point. The other another quarter will be 2-0 and and think they're going to win it all, and everyone else will be 1-1 one one going, wondering what's happened. So, I mean, Phil, you know, how, do, how do we stop 2-0 and and everyone thinking that, you know, it's, it's already a shoe-in? You know, we, we won a Super Bowl when Brady didn't know the, you know, the names of most of them. And, and uh, you know, here we are. We, we've kept all the players. We've got the routine. And I watched the Texans game. And the first quarter, it just like, looked like the same old engine was purring along. It was, it was just like continuing off the end of us, straight off onto the uh, beginning of a new season, off the end of the old season. Brilliant. And David, do you think... Is the machine going to be finely oiled by this point? Are we going to be purring? Because you don't want to purr too early in the year, do you? I think we're going to purr all year. Um, mm. I think you looked at it last year and, you know, we definitely struggled up to the bye week. Um, we didn't have an identity. We didn't have a good mix. They've gone straight into that Texans pre-season game flying, haven't they? And I think they're actually determined to show that they want to run the, the season. Look, this is all very well. Okay. <laughs> and we all talk an absolutely fantastic game, right? But you know who we support, right? You know who we support. You know what we have been through over the last 20 years or so, okay? We will stuff up at some point because we're the Bucks. Now, we've got... You take that percentage down a huge amount, but there will be, we'll start 2-0 and we'll think, oh, yeah, you know, pipe on, fag on, glass of wine, thanks very much. Uh, we'll see you, uh, we'll see you in the Super Bowl, lads. There will be an element, a bit like, a bit like the Chicago game last year, right? The Chicago game last year, where we're just going in there thinking, well, <laughs> look at this, and then we go and lose it. And you're like, 
What, what, how, how did, what, rewind that a minute. Just, just how on earth have we lost that? That Chicago game is where actually things did turn around and they got the kick up the backside. I think it's not that bad a thing if we do get the odd kick up the backside here and there. Well, that's a perfect segue into week three then because we hit the road coast to coast. Uh, we've got another late game taking on the Rams. And uh, I'll be honest, David, you're the only optimist amongst us channeling your inner Pete Payne. Um, but everyone else is calling it a loss. Let's maybe go, Charles. Maybe if you go back to you and start, is this is this a kick up the backside like you were saying? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, I think it's a, a bit of a gut check, a bit of a reality check, and I think the Rams are going to be tasty this year. I think they're frisky. Um, I think when you've got a quarterback like Matt Stafford, who has been in Detroit for so long and still put up the numbers, people mm. sort of a bit down on Matt Stafford. Good God, have you seen his numbers? Now he's got weapons around him. He's got a forward-thinking coach in Sean McVay, which will make the playbook suit his strengths. And I actually think that the Rams will be frisky. Um, and I think that is where the, the Bucks will actually end up. I think that's not an easy place to go and uh, to go and win a game on the road. Uh, and, I, and I think I think that's where we do pick up a, a defeat. So, David, I mean, so Charles has been talking about the offensive side of the ball, but we mustn't forget they're pretty yeah. sharp on the other side. Is this going to be the shootout of the Rams we've had in years past? You know, or is it the more the, the older sort of 12-9 sort of Bucks rams of, of days of yore? I think it's definitely going to be a battle, you know. I mean, when you've got players like Aaron Donald and Ramsey on their side having a go, I mean, this is going to be a feisty encounter, no doubt about it. Um but I still see us doing it. But, yeah, I mean, this is, I picked up right at the start, this is our, our toughest game of the first half of the season, without a doubt. Bill, you, you agreed with the, the three quarters of our members that went, you know what, this is just a bridge this, too far. Yeah, I just can't see us winning every single game, and I just think this is the bananas going to really do. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, really, uh, because, you know, the, the, the Stafford, for the first time, has got weapons. And it is it's going to cause all, all sorts of all sorts of fun and games. There's quite a few interesting things that I, I that I'd like to, on this game. I'd like to see how the running game steps up for this one because um, my biggest query, my biggest worry about the Bucks this season is Leonard Fournette. Be quite honest, he was brilliant in the playoffs, but he didn't show a lot up to then. Um, I'll, I'll weigh my own tuppenny happiness or whatever, and I I think this is this is going to be like the Saints last year. I think they'll they'll run us in the regular season. It's too early to call permutations, but I think if we see them in the playoffs, I think we'll see a different matchup, and so that's yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I think the other the other thing is as well is we are the ones to be shot at this year, mm -hmm. and um, when you are that particular tag, when you're the reigning Super Bowl champs, everyone wants to put their mark on you. And when you have got a player, and I, I, there are only a few players like this around the league, but Aaron Donald is one of them. And you sort of, you know, you're going to go into his house as Super Bowl champions. Well, he's going to show you a thing or two. And as good as our offensive line is, there is no offensive line in the in the entire league that can cope with him if he's got a point to prove. I think bringing in Gio Bernard, not a lot of noise was made about that. And I think that's a really astute pick. We've got the next game. And, you know, I, I must admit, I thought this was going to be the season opener. This is the, the now it was the most hyped game. Is it now the most overhyped game, Phil, the Patriots? Oh, just a bit. I mean, one thing that, that uh, I think about this Patriots game, I, I thought 
look, thinking about it today, is you've, you've got Tom Brady at our quarterback, and he knows a lot of these players. He knows the weaknesses. He knows the, the you know the ins and outs of them. And um, much as they may think, well, we know Tom Brady. I don't think they do as well as we, he knows them. I mean, if we right? can pull this off, I'll be like a twelve-year-old at their first One Direction concert. I will be very <laughs> excited. <laughs> well, well they mean, are in a you know rebuild, aren't they? Let's be quite honest. Well, only today, David, we heard you know, it's not going to be Cam when there's no QB controversy that's going to be allowed to brew as, as the season goes on. No, that's it. Cam's out the door and it's uh, all down to Mac Jones to um, deliver the goods. I think we all know uh, historic performances against rookie quarterbacks. Pro-Dial have all of them. Yeah, but we, we have run the last four or five against rookie quarterbacks, so we're, we're sort of getting over that hump. And I think the Patriots obviously had a really poor season last year, but they had the most players in the league that opted out because of COVID. And so I think they will be a, a, a different force than we were potentially expecting this year. I would have definitely said it was um, a game we were likely to lose, bearing the fact that I was penciled in to get there uh, and watch it, but that doesn't look likely now. So I think we probably will get the win. But I think, again, they're just another unknown force at the minute. So Charles, my, my glass was the only one that was half empty at uh, this time. 84% of our members just thought Why? I was talking rubbish. Why? I, I just, I think Bill is a crafty, wily little guy who always wants to have the last laugh. He can milk talent out of everyone. He'll set up, he'll scheme in four plays that he knows are Brady's weaknesses for faking or misdirecting a blitz or something. He'll do, you know, and it's, it's, it's that's all it's going to be. It's going to be two or three or four plays that I think make the difference in that game. I think it's too hyped. I don't think it will be. I think it will be a messy game. I think it will be a scrappy game. And I don't know who said it, but in terms of the run game, I think is actually what, what, what might decide it for, for both sides. New England have done something which is very un like and that is spend big in free agency hmm. and go with a rookie starter, a quarterback. Uh, now, for me, I, I, I don't even think the Cam Newton question was even a question. He was absolutely pants last year. I mean, God, a shadow. Oh, it's just so bad. And, and this goes back to my, 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 I'll die on this hill if it kills me. Cam Newton is not a good quarterback or never has been a good quarterback. He's a good runner. And he's and he, he can and you know with his running threat has proven to be to be um, uh, you know in that sort of echelon. But and I know he's taken sides to Super Bowl. He's not accurate. He's not an accurate passer at all. And when you take his mobility out, he then gets shown up to be what he actually is. I've seen a little bit of this Matt Jones only on social media, and so he looks pretty organised to me. He looks like a decent decent. He has got the bonus of not being one of the highly touted uh, QBs that went early in the first round. They had to wait till the middle of the first round to go and get him. He looks like a pretty good, good option to me. And that's so we won't necessarily have the hype surrounding him. Yes, he's the starter on day one, but there is not that there's little expected. Of course, there's much expected. He's still a first round quarterback, but he is not, you know, um, he's not been picked one, two or three. Tom doesn't lose this game. It's as simple as that. He doesn't lose this. He doesn't go back to Foxborough. And he doesn't get defeated. I'll be interested to see this Mac Jones because I've got a big question mark about him because he, last year he shot in Alabama's team, but the weapons he had around him. I mean, I, this Devonta oh, Smith, 
Oh, it was amazing. Najee Harris is going to be a big hit at the Steelers. And he, he had everything around him. And I'm, I'm not convinced that he's as good as people think he is. But I could be eating my words here. Well, the, fo- the football gods, that. if there's any sense of karma in, in, in the universe, <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed three franchise quarterbacks back-to-back. It's just not fair, is it? Even, <laughs> no. even the Packers only managed no. two again as well. Then we move on to the Dolphins. Again, you know, it's one of those things where, as a, when I was growing up as a as a young fan, that was the team we always played every preseason. It was the you know the Florida rivalry. We don't come across them very often in the regular season anymore now because of you know where we both sit. Our members kind of thought it was a a no call, but a few people, Charles, are sort of thinking that the Dolphins yeah. are something in the cupboard. I had a little bit of I was I was going to a fro uh, to mm. and fro on this one. Um, I, look, I still think the Bucks will win. I don't think, but remember, this is the first time they've not been on sort of, if you like, a prime time. You know, the the late games will be the nationally televised ones. They, um, you know, they're on Thursday night football, Sunday night football. They're going Thursday night football the following week against against Philadelphia. So this is the first kind of game that they're not massively prime timed up. Um, and it's amazing what happens when no one's watching. Oh, oh, what's going on? Oh, oh, mm. goodness. You know, it's all like, oh, we missed that. And it, it, it is uh, for that reason only where it can be a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a, a hump to try and get over. That said, um, there's something always so fantastically meh about Miami. Um, and as much as they recruited, as good as their, their their talent is that they have got, and they have got some serious talent, I still have massive worries over Tua. Um, as much as they say he'll come on, I saw enough last year for him to get threatened by, I think we just blitz him. I still think they are a very young, yet talented roster, who I think are probably two years away. Um, but I'm just, I just worry about the quarterback. I really do. And I hope I'm proving wrong because I don't like seeing people struggle. I actually like seeing young people because I think too much pressure is put on young players these days, wanting them to perform immediately and then casting them away. The good thing that the Dolphins have done is help to it by getting him a serious lineup to throw to, whether he's good enough to keep calm and get the ball to his receivers We'll wait and see. But I still, I was toing and froing, but I still think we win this. Well, Phil, I mean, two is in town, and I know you're a big, big card collector, and he's one of your, uh, he's one you've got in the bank hoping that he's going to go up in value. <laughs> I hope yeah. he's not going to go up against the Bucks. I, I, I agree with Charles, actually. I, I think he's underperformed since he's gone to the Dolphins. Whether he's got over that injury, because it was a real bad one at Alabama, yeah. it's, another, it's another story. I mean, they've given him. They're giving him Jalen Waddle for Alabama, who was his big go-to guy when he was there. But he's coming off a serious injury as well, so it's I I can't see it. I can't see him getting anywhere near us. To be quite honest, I I've got to say a word here for our our first round pick here. This Joey Trier. I do like JTS. This like, <laughs> oh what a player he's got. So we've got all this defense, and then we stick somebody like that coming out here. He's going to be running for his life. You know, I, I, and, and their offensive line's not that good, I don't think. You know, so I just think... Again, we're focused on the offensive side of the ball, David, but, I mean, Miami's defence seems... It seems fairly vanilla, but it's not It's it's not got an obvious weakness, has it? No, I think it's reasonably solid, I think, as there. Mm. It's not standout, but actually it can hold its own in most games, but this isn't most games, is it? But just going back to Tua, 
I mean, Fitzpatrick, when he was there, he was playing and putting up some serious numbers. All of a sudden, he's out and two is in. Quite what they saw, or whether this is all part of their building for the future plan. But if it is, they've still got a lot of building to do on that offence, haven't they, to educate Tua. There you go. So as Charles called it, Tua will put the meh back into Miami. 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 So boring. If Miami don't finish seven and nine, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Seven and, seven and ten now. Well, that's, that's, that's a really good point, actually. With the extra game, obviously, we always used to say it was a race to 10 to get to the playoffs. What, what do you think the magic number is this year? You think it needs to be higher than that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think, I, think, I, think if you, I think you're secure if you've got 11, but I don't think you're a division winner necessarily with 11. Mm. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be higher as well. Twelve games. Yeah, it feels like there's, there's, it was like kind of like there's like the parting of the NFL sea, isn't there? With the haves and the have-nots, there's going to be some great records and some diabolical records. Probably. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, we'll start with you, David, on this one because this is a short week against our friends uh, <laughs> over in Philadelphia. Um, let's see. Can we destroy the stadium again? Well, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, prime time TV again. We can be disappointing on those, but I was looking at it again. The power rankings, the Eagles are 26 for the minute. They just haven't again got a team at the minute. They're yet another one in this whole schedule that is in a, a position of rebuilding, isn't it? Jalen Hurts be interesting to see how he gets on this year and whether he's got enough weapons around him now and some protection to actually play the game. Um, well, our members, 84% of our members said they agree with you and, and no one else was willing to disagree. But Charles, I mean, not too many years ago, this was the team to beat. So what's this was the This was yeah. the, you know, this was the NFC Championship game. Mm. It's interesting, you know, you know, Philly won the Super Bowl, what, four years ago? And they are now in a massive rebuild. Well, hang on a sec. They won a Super Bowl with a rookie or second-year quarterback. Granted, he was injured and Nick Foles came in, but this was a team that was... Doug Pedersen came in, you know, relatively newish coach. This team has disintegrated from the side that it was, and this is not a long time ago. Obviously, they've got new head coach in now, um, uh, Sirianni. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts is the is the starter. I, ooh, I, I'm, not, I'm not holding out a great deal of hope, but it's this area prior to bye week which is, I think, is where you're susceptible to silly losses. I think it's going to be a lot difficult, more difficult than we think. But I think we will win it. Um, I mean, like Dave said about the weapons, but, you know, I think Devonta Smith, uh, the, I'm beginning to sound like an Alabama fan here, aren't I? Um, <laughs> the, the Devonta Smith is, um, is, is probably the, one of the best wide receivers I've seen come out of college football for the last 10 years. He's just... He just does things that other people just, just seem impossible. And I think he's going to be a big hit in the NFL. So I'm sorry, Eagles fans, we're going to do you again. And Charles, there's something interesting. You sort of said about how they've fallen from grace. And my worry is there, is that is that, is that the template for the Bucs? Can, how can they avoid doing the same thing when Brady well, rides off? Do you know what? This, it's interesting you're saying. I think we can have a look at that with the draft. Uh, that we've just seen, you know, Carl Trask getting getting drafted. Now, okay, is he Brady 2.0? No. But is he someone in a similar kind of old... Bra Brady is... wasn't Brady 1.0. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. 
um, you know, waiting 195 picks to go and get him. And and look, my hope is, and I'm sure all of your hopes is, is that the whole reason for bringing someone like Tom Brady in is not to just win games. It's to change the mentality of a franchise. That's why you bring Tom Brady in. I think we said this, I said this on the, the pod last time I was on. It's all very well bringing a supersonically star. You could bring Russell Wilson in. You could bring whoever in. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter. What needed to change is the mentality of the franchise and to learn how to win rather than expecting defeat and anything else is bonus. Um, and I think that's what Tom Brady has done. He can stay for as long as Tom Brady. Tom Brady sets his own timetable as to when he packs in and when he's had enough and all of that sort of stuff. But what you want from him is to change the dynamic of the franchise. Now, what my hope is, is that Jason Light is putting into uh, practice with the drafts that he's had um, a plan for when he and free agents leave. So what have we drafted? Well, we've drafted a great right tackle in Tristan Worse. We'll hopefully keep hold of Donovan Smith because those two bookends are as good as there are in the league. What else do we have? Well, we've got Devin White, who's a, so the backbone of that team. We've just obviously drafted Antoine Winfield. So again, it's the whole Warren Sapp, um, Derek Brooks core. Mm. core of that team, John Lynch, mm. core of the team, which served the Bucks well for a long period of time under Tony Dungy. Charles has already reminded us about last season's game with the Bears. So, uh, again, I, I, I've got a long memory and we clearly bear grudges. But 91% of our members think this is going to be um, big W. What do you think? I don't even know who's going to be the Bears quarterback come week <laughs> seven of the season. Uh, I mean, it's Chicago's turned into the quarterback carousel of late, hasn't it? I mean... By the time we get to that, we could be playing against Dalton, Fields or Foles. I've no idea who's going to be in the starting lineup. Um, they've got a team that, you know, they've got Montgomery as a great running back. And, you know, he can really push us. But to me, they're still a bit of an unknown. Phil, Phil back into the old um, NFC Central days, the black and blue division. We always used to come up <laughs> worse against them. But you know what? Yeah. The only fans I feel more sorry for these days are the Bears and the Lions fans. You know, but the Bears, you know, are they going to do it again to us? Well, first and foremost, I don't think, having been in Soldier Field for that complete and utter whitewash we suffered last time, I've got no sympathy for whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Dave. I don't think they know who the quarterback's going to be. They, you know, they seem to be, the Bears seem to be a team in total disarray. You know, even the, the defence, which was about two years ago, was well lord and a very good defense. They're looking they looked in total uh, you know, never seem to know what's going on. I think this one's going to be tough, but I think it's a victory all the same. But it, it, it's gonna be a tough one though. It's gonna be a tough one. Do you agree, Charles? Look, we, we we know who the best quarterback's gonna be. You don't draft someone in the round in the first round without them being the quarterback. And I think okay, it might not be yeah. immediate, but then you know, he is going to be that long-term solution. That's why he drafted a quarterback in the first round. Uh, from what I've seen, again, on social media, little clips and stuff, he looks pretty good. He looks organised. It's completely different from pre-season to, to regular season. Of course it is. Um, I think this will be, again, I, I agree. I think the Bears never make uh, a case for, you know, you don't beat the Bears. You don't put 40 on the Bears. That's just tradition kind of thing because they will be, I think with their, you know, 
we say that we didn't have a preseason. Well, everyone didn't have a preseason last year, and some were better equipped to deal with it than others. They don't come to Tampa Bay and win that game. I think it's not going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be a sexy game, but but I think I think the Bucks win it. Okay, well, we're going to come on and talk about what we think are. You, hang on game. a second, hang on a second. You've got that down as a best. Hang on a second, Jerry. <laughs> I've really got away with it. Have you got us making the playoffs? Come on, dear yeah, host. Come on, don't okay. Stick a big red, you don't stick a big red L in the box and don't get to explain <laughs> okay, yourself. Okay, okay. Yeah. Host privilege, I'll go last then. I think they are going to have a really solid D. I think... You know, our running game is what we're going to need to step up in order to win them. It's the biggest question mark for me this year is the running game. Um, mm. And I, I think if we can't control the ball, um, yes, we're at home, uh, but there are a lot of Bears fans that seem to come out of the woodwork yeah, uh, when the Bears come to Raymond James. <laughs> so you know, don't bank on it being a home game. Um, so, you know, I think it, for me, it's the closest loss, if you like, I've predicted. Uh, it does get better in the second half of the season, I promise. But I kind of feel like I, I feel like we're gonna we're still gonna struggle at the beginning finding our finding our feet, I think. But yeah, I think I don't disagree with anything anything anyone said. Um, so we will we will look come on just before to, we'll do our, our our Saints look at the game. Then we're gonna go for what we think is our easiest game of the year and our our hardest game of the year. But um, I, I, I mentioned that at this point because this kind of garnered votes in both categories this this feels like it's a team that's really hard to call um and if we look at the bucks picks the bucks oh. uk fan club lacks faith 42 percent oh. think we're gonna win oh, this, this is 58 down oh. that's the closest call so far but you know it seems to be changing daily as to you know who we're going to be facing against and you mentioned earlier charles about you know cam newton not being a good quarterback I think Cam Newton and Taysom Hill kind of come from the same quarterbacking school, don't they, really? So, Charles, can we finally beat the Saints away? Uh, no, not this year. Uh, Jameis has been named the starter. Uh, and I think that actually sort of folds nicely. We made this these predictions just slightly before that news came out. Mm. Um, and, I, and look, as you know, I bear no grudge towards Jameis Winston uh, whatsoever. You know, he was a buck and, and he was a buck for five years and, and you know, good luck to him. Um, the fact that he keeps throwing it to the other other side, that, you know, that didn't exactly, you know, have a huge amount of goodwill from me to him, but not that he will care any less. He's got a new opportunity. He's got a very good head coach. And that's, he's got an offensive guru in Sean Payton. And if he's naming him the starter and he feels confident about it, then okay. Um, this is what this is our uh, where I think we're, we're a little bit tired. We're on the road. It's the it's the week before the bye. Uh, I think we're we're picking up niggles here and there. Uh, we need a break. We've had a sort of a lot of people have been talking about us. Uh, you know, if all goes to plan in David's world, we're eight and zero. So everybody's talking about us. Um, and I just think that this is uh, you know going to the Superdome. As Super Bowl champs, that will be hurting New Orleans. They will be uh, ridiculously noisy. Um, and I just feel that, you know, I, you're not going to win every... I just don't think there is such a thing as a perfect season anymore, especially now in the 17-game season. And I think I think this is where we may just slip up a little bit. Brilliant. Obviously, we should say at this point, Bucks fans, Saints fans, anyone living in and around that area, oh, obviously God. we hope... Please stay mm. safe and we hope it all 
all turns yeah. out very, very nicely for you. Uh, but, but Phil, on this particular game day, we don't want it to go quite so nicely, do we? No, not in the slightest. I, saw, I read a great comment the other day. He said that Jameis could break the record for throwing touchdowns to box players at this game. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, Jameis, if you do watch uh-huh. this. Uh, but no, I, I, I think I think it's going to be a very, very close game. And I think Charles is right. We are going to be tired, and it's it is getting towards the bye week and one thing or another. But I think we've got too much for them. They're another team that have lost some, you know few starters here and there, you know, in the trenches particularly. And I think um, I, I think we will beat them, but not by a massive score. Because Kamara frightens me. I just think he's a great player. Oh, he's a really good yeah. player. He, good. he can do the lot that like him. Good point. And David Kamara obviously is a weapon, but they've lost quite a few through, through you know, the salary cap has been really, really mm, brutal yeah. for them. But, but they've still got their core, haven't they? A bit like Charles was saying, that core of players, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they have. I mean, they haven't lost too much that side of it. And, you know, on the offence, Thomas is out for the first four or six games, isn't he? But he'll come back fresh, which will be a danger to us. Before Charles tries to hold me to account, I kind of feel like this. You remember the, the, the season opener with Fitzmagic a few years ago, where it was like 100 to 101. Uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like it's going to be that sort of game again. One of my favourite games. Of, I know we would, uh, you know, it, what a game that was. I mean, it really was just absolute edgy of seat. What, what bonkers thing can happen next? What a brilliant game. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that wraps up our, our eight game. But as I said, we, we were, we did have um, some other things to watch. So we, 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 we also asked our members to pick what they thought the easiest game in the whole schedule was and what the hardest game that was going to be in, in, in the whole schedule. And maybe, Phil, if we start with you. What, what was which one? If you were looking down there, which one do you think is the real no-brainer? Sure, in we could really run up the score here. Um, I'm quite honest. I, I think that uh, I don't. I think the Falcons at the beginning of the season. I don't. I don't think they're as good a team as people you know say they are. I think. I think we could really take them to take them to task. Be quite honest, David. Do you think that Falcons? Yeah, but I, I thought Dallas. The opening one could be a really good one as well. I mean, if they haven't got Prescott, what have they got, really? Um, so I think that could be a real positive start to the season and to get us flying. Um, yeah, I see that. And again, by the time we actually get to the end of the season in our division, who knows what to make of the Panthers by then as well. It's um, so, like I say, with the Jets, it's so late down the road, Charles, that you know we don't even know we're going to be facing at that point. Well, exactly, and we could be resting players. You yeah. never know. If yeah. we're in a position to do so, depending on how the rest of the season goes, you know, the Jets could pump us by, you know, 15 points because we've rested absolutely everybody for the for, for the playoffs. Um, for me, it's the Giants at home. We're going to absolutely oh. smash them, and by a lot. It's going to be embarrassing. Um, they're going to because so, that's been another trap game in years past. Do you know what? This, yeah. th- not this time, not this time. It's a Monday night, and uh, viewers will be switching off about seven minutes into the second quarter because we're already 28 <laughs> nil up. Um, well, our members, I think, largely agree with you because you've you've you've, you've yeah, the three games you've highlighted were the three that came top of the poll. Most people sort of seem to plump for the uh, the Jets. I think there's some very brave people at the lower end that were saying the uh, Patriots and the Saints. Uh, but then maybe we're talking about the hardest game. I think this one's a little bit harder to call, isn't it, Phil? 
It is. Uh, I, I've been looking at this all. My uh, initial one was uh, the Rams, but I've been a club for the Buffalo Bills. I think they're a tremendous team and with a great quarterback as well. Uh, we'll really get, I think we could, if we get the Super Bowl, I think we'll be seeing the Buffalo Bills there. We're just playing. Charles is nodding. Is that your call too? I think it was. I think it's the game that I've got circled. I think it's going to be a fabulous game, and I think it could yeah. be another one. I think it was Eco that mentioned, um, you know, about those. We'll meet you in the regular season, maybe get defeated, and then we'll see you in the playoffs type of thing. And we're like Phil says, the most likely time we'd ever see them in the playoffs is, is in the final, in the, in the big games. Um, there was a couple of games on there which I, I can't wait for. And the Rams away is one. The Bills at home is another. I think, I honestly think India away is going to be a tough game. I really think that they're that's really underrated. Be, I think they're a really yeah. well-drilled side, and they're not sexy, and they're very. I just think they're very good. Are we going to add another buffalo to that, David? Yeah, that was what I went for as well. That's definitely looking to me is probably uh, a pre-Super Bowl tester for us. Our so. members agree. Over a third said Buffalo with the Rams close behind. So very, very quickly, we've got some comments from our members. We thought we'd split these over both episodes. So these are comments about the, the season as a whole. And uh, our good friend JD, the Bucks schedule is very favourable. After years of optimistically predicting six and ten <laughs> seasons, our Super Bowl <laughs> champion Bucks should be winning thirteen games minimum with this schedule. So go JD, we love that. We love that concept. Uh, Jake said the NFL is moving to a seventeen-game regular season in twenty twenty-one, and while I'm not predicting a perfect record, I expect us to surpass our current franchise best of 12 regular season wins set in 2002, which was also a Super Bowl winning year. Jake, so, Jake, Jake does the whole over face and beard number one, doesn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't, change, <laughs> he doesn't change the blade. For the thing, that's it. He? If, if he's upside down, he's whoever number 66 is. That's, that's there you him. Go. Absolutely. <laughs> Top man, Jake. Top man. Uh, Andy Harwood, can't wait to see Brady take on and beat the Patriots so he's beaten every NFL franchise. Of course, that's the record he's still yet to hold. He's only beaten 31 NFL teams. Good call. Mm. And then from Graham Reed, as long as we beat Carolina and New Orleans twice, nothing else matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and good, uh, Graham. We're going to go 4-13. and 13. Excellent. There you go. Exactly. Well, I mean, that, that Graham, Graham's up in Scotland now. I think that was taken on a summer's day. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then our final comment from Jan just really looking forward to this season love the Bucks. I think that's right football's back it's been even when you win the Super Bowl it's still a long gap in the off season yeah. isn't it yeah brilliant okay so closing comments first half of the season David how are you feeling come the bye week in a pretty good place yeah, I just can't wait for the season to start now. To be honest, of course really you're going to feel in a pretty good place. You've got the books eight and zero, but they are perfect. Uh, and Charles, it's looking good for the first half. You think? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I, I like I say I would, I would maybe my six and two that I've said might actually turn into a five and three. I'm, I'm sort of a bit sort of on edge about a couple of those those games. Um, but five and three, I'd take. I, again, I would take four and four. We'll end up with a solid, uh, and I think we'll win I think we'll win the division easily. But that first half of the year, I actually think that's where our toughest stretches are going to be. Um, and so you get through to the bye week. If you come through uh, or get to the bye week with minimal injuries, uh, you know, you know, not season injury reserve type of injuries, um, and uh, and get there at five hundred or above. 
then watch out. Brilliant. And Phil, tell our tell our members or our potential members how they can get involved to enjoy the first half of the season with us. What can they do to, to be part of the club and take it all on board? Well, join us, be quite honest. Uh, well, I think you uh, go on the forum, enter, enter this, enter the, the great banter on the forum during game time. Uh, it really is fun. Enter the competitions, please. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, David. Pleasure. Thank you guys for watching. Tell us what you think. Um, the, the, so this will be coming out. You'll be seeing this on a Wednesday. And a week today, uh, the day before the Dallas game, when, when you will get to see part two. Uh, join us for part two. We've got Gary, Alex, and John Zinkus joining us um, to find out what we think about the second half of the schedule. So thank you, and we'll see you then.